Eagles Entertainment. Three-time Pro Bowler and Super Bowl champion, Eagles offensive guard Brandon Brooks spoke to the media as he announced his retirement from the NFL. Hey, Brandon. Thanks for taking the time today. Uh, we're going to start out with an opening statement from Brandon, and then we'll turn it over to questions. Uh, I appreciate everybody being you know, here today. Uh, just you know, bear with me as I, as I read this. Um, how do I say goodbye, or how do you say goodbye to something you've known your whole life, something that taught you triumph, pain, success, failure, perseverance, love, empathy, and altruism? I don't know, but I'll try my best. Yes, after 10 years in this game, it's true, I am retiring. I would like to thank my family for all their love and support, to my parents, all the early mornings and late nights, all the road trips to different camps, and all the games you would come to support me. I appreciate it. Thank you, and I love you. I'd like to thank the McNair family, the Houston Texans organization, Gary Kubiak and Rick Smith, for taking a chance on a kid from Milwaukee. I'd like to thank Carl Durrell, Rico Dennison, Cedric Smith, Larry Kirksey, Sean Washington, Khalil Reed, Bill Kolar, and Vance Joseph. I'd also like to thank Catherine Rowland of the training staff. I'd especially like to thank John Benton, my first O-line coach. You were influential in my development as a player and a human being. I'd like to thank you all for everything. Special shout-out to Bill O'Brien, George Godsey, Mike Devlin and his staff for everything, too. I'd like to thank the city of Houston for the love and support during my time there. The city and the fans will always have a special place in my heart. <clears throat> I also appreciate all of my OGs for showing me how to succeed in this game and what being a pro means. Thank you to my teammates, Andre Johnson, Arian Foster, Chris Myers, Wade Smith, Dwayne Brown, Derek Newton, J.J. Watt, Ben Tate, Owen Daniels, Devere Posey, Antonio Smith, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Whitney Merciless, uh, Brian Cushing, Jonathan Joseph, Kareem Jackson, Ryan Harris, Moran Norris, Andrew Gardner, and Ben Jones. Great players, but even better people. Thank you all. I'd like to thank Jeffrey Lurie and the Lurie family, Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson. You were there for my brightest days and my darkest ones. You were always in my corner and will be family forever. Thank you for allowing me the honor of being an Eagle. The past six years, I wouldn't trade for the world. I attacked my rehab uh, with the intensity and passion I always do, but making it back this season just wasn't in the cards. It didn't end the way that I would have liked it, but to me, it's never about the ending. It's about the journey. I was fortunate enough to go on this journey with a group of brothers, not teammates, but family. It was an honor to play with Jason Peters, um, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Darren Sproles, Jordan Matthews, Malcolm Jenkins, Fletcher Cox, Rodney McLeod, Chris Long, Vinnie Curry, Michael Bennett, Carson Wentz, Isaac Sayamalo, Stephen uh, Wisniewski, Brent Selleck, Zach Ertz, Nick Foles, <clears throat> Connor, Connor Barlin, Benny Logan, Marcus Smith, Kenyon Barner, Ryan Matthews, Derek Barnett, TJ Edwards, Nate Herbig, Javon Hargrave, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Rager, and Josh Sweat. There are a lot of other teammates that I would like to name too, but you know I didn't want this to take all, all day. Thanks, it was an honor. You'll always be family. I would like to thank coaches, Frank Wright, Deuce Staley, Eugene Chung, 
uh, Greg Lewis, John Filippo, Jim Schwartz, Chris Wilson, Philip Daniels, Corey Unlin, Mike Rowe, Justin Pill, Joe Penunzio, and Dave Phipp. Thank you for everything. <clears throat> I'd like to thank the current staff as well because they've been excellent. Coach Seriani, you're a hell of a coach, a hell of a person. I wish you nothing but continued success, and you have built great roots. Thank you to Shane Steichen, Rich Gannon, Michael Clay, Jamal Singleton, Kevin Petulo, Brian Johnson, Jason Michael, Nick Rallis, Tracy Rocker, Jeremiah Washburn, and Denard Darn- Wilson. Tremendous coaches, teachers, and people. Thank you. Last, but certainly not least, Jeffrey Stoutland. Where do I start? I feel like it's a rare. It's, I feel like it's rare to have a coach that is impactful on the field as off. You took me from being a good player to being the best in my position. Even while I was there, you pushed me continuously to strive for more because hungry dogs run faster and always will. Just as you helped me on the field, you helped me off. Through all my struggles and low moments, I could always count on a phone call from you. The topic never being about football, but just life and how you could help. You are more than a coach and have been for a while. You are family and always will be. Anything, anytime, anywhere, never hesitate to reach out. I'd also like to thank some people behind the scenes. Thanks to Big Don for everything. It also applies to you. Um, any, anything, anytime, anywhere. Um, sincerely, thank you. Thanks to John Ferrari as well. Thanks to Troy for all you do in the building. Thank you, Pee Wee, Keisha, Keisha, and Tim, and all the cafeteria, cafeteria staff for all you do. Thank you, G. Thank you, Craig, Nick, Mario, Ed, Pete, and the equipment staff. Thank you, Pat Dolan, Pat McDowell. Mike Menace, Ben, Keith, and Josh um, of the weight room staff. Thank you, Steve, Jerome, Monty, Joe, Shireen, uh, Chris Perduzzi, Shanice, Mark, Mike, Tommy, and Trey of the training staff. I wouldn't have made it back in record time through all these injuries, it, through all these injuries without y'all. Lastly, to the city and the fans. I was extremely fortunate to help bring a championship to the city, have multiple Pro Bowl appearances, but none greater than having the honor of being an Eagle and putting the midnight green on and playing in front, of, in front of the greatest fans in the world. The city of brotherly love is just that, love. Since day one, you've had my back and supported me through my ups and downs by sending love and support through my personal struggles. Y'all will always be family to me, and I couldn't imagine finishing my career anywhere else. I hope that in return, I did my best to represent the city through my play and how I played. Although I may no longer, no longer play, I'll be an eagle forever. We'll always bleed green. And if I could leave you with anything, it would be this. Defeat is never fatal. Victory is never final. It's the courage that counts. Thanks, Brandon. We'll start here with Tim McManus and then Jimmy Kemsky. Hey, Brandon, thank you, first of all, for sharing that with us and uh, wishing you well in retirement, man. Um, just if you could tell us when you kind of came to this decision and um, and and why now? What's what's going into it? Uh, you know, it's something I, you know, wrestled with since really last off season, and um, you know, I think in this game, although I'm a young man, you know, in the game of life, you know, I'm I'm older now at 32. 
I think my body is trying to tell me through these injuries that, you know, can I still play? The answer is yes, but, you know, the answer also at this point is can I hold up? Um, after all these injuries, I just realized that, uh, you know, at what point do you listen to your body? And I think my body was, you know, just telling me and, um, you know, I had to, had to make a decision. And I think at this point in time, you know, it's the right decision. Um, you know, like I said in the letter, you know, Jeffrey Stalin's been a, been a hell of a coach. I mean, he took me from where I was to, you know, to the, to the top. And I think the O-line room with Jordan Mayada, um, you know, really coming into his own. You got Isaac coming back. You got Landon, uh, you know, Nate Herbig, Jack Driscoll. You know, you got Lane and, you know, guys like that. You know, the room is in, in great hands moving forward. So I just think at this time it, you know, it's best to step aside and, um, you know, let them do their thing. We'll go Jimmy Kemsky and then Zach Berman. Hey, Brandon. Uh, congratulations on your career, first of all. Uh, what are your plans for the future? Do you plan to stay involved in football or do you have anything else uh, in mind? Yeah. Uh, one, I appreciate you reaching out to me. Um, you know, I was, you know, getting all this together, so... For the people I reached out to, me, I just want to say I, I wasn't ignoring you. I was just, you know, trying to get my thoughts together and everything else. But um, so I'm gonna, you know, apply to to business school. I'm gonna apply to for round three admissions over at at Penn, and you know, see how that goes. And um, but you know, other than that, I will be around. Um, I'm Philly. I mean, this is home for me. I, you know, I meant what I said and and what I read. So you know, this this will always be home for me. We'll go Zach Berman and then Dave Zingara. Hey, Brandon, congratulations on your career. Uh, obviously, in, in these past few years, you were very public about mental health and anxiety. Um, as, as you think about your legacy, what role do you want that to play and how public you were with it? Uh, it? It has always been a part of me. It will always be a part of me. It will always be something that, you know, I, I, I deal with. Um, you know, when it, when it comes to that, you know, I just want to be known as a person who was, you know, transparent, a person who, um, you know, just wanted to really just help others by sharing my story. Um, so yeah, it, it'll always be a part of my story and, you know, I just try to be, you know, truthful and transparent, you know, about it. So. We'll go Dave Zangaro and then Jamie Apodi. Hey, Brandon. Uh, as you made your decision and you started to think back, what were some of the first memories that, that kind of flooded to you? Uh, Dave, man, you've been with me a long time, man. So uh, let's let's take it back. First training camp. I'll never forget this. This was kind of like my, you know, wake-up moment. I had a... Uh, uh, I can already picture the older guys laughing at me too, but uh, I had a heavy weekend and I came in and was overweight on uh, on Monday. And at the end of the day, Coobs, you know, used to have his red ass of the day, you know, somebody who made him upset or somebody who didn't do what they were supposed to do. And he had just gotten done yelling at somebody and then he turns his head, looks at me and he tells me like, hey, like, if you're going to be, because John Bent was my line coach, and he said, JB, did you see this? He said, I'm going to tell you right now, son, if, if you're going to be overweight, you might as well pack your stuff right now. And it was like, you know, just 
that was kind of a wake up moment for me. Like, oh, like this isn't the game. Like, I need to, you know, really be on it. You know, I, I remember coming in the room with, you know, Dwayne and Chris Myers and Wade and, you know, them really taking me under their arms and showing me what it's like to, um, or showing me how to be a good offensive lineman, what it takes, you know, all the hard work. Um, I think of Arian Foster took me aside one day. It was kind of really the fork in the road for me um, as far as career-wise. He just told me, like, I see a lot of guys that, you know, have potential but never reach it. And I asked him, well, you know, how do you reach it? And he said, I come out here every day and I pick one thing to work on. And I just work on that for that day. And then the next day I do the same thing. And I said, well, after a certain amount of time, I mean, you know, you're the, you're the best at your position. Like, you know, do you ever, like, run out of stuff? And he said, I never get tired of the process. And that's one thing that has, you know, always stuck with me, you know, as I've played, to never get tired of the process and never get tired of doing the little things right. Um, then when I got here, whew, you know, Jason Peters, especially amongst offensive linemen, is larger than life. Um, playing with him, I mean, you know, he got a famous line. You know, he said counting his Pro Bowls is like counting to 10. And he's absolutely right. I mean, for him to, to, to be able to do – what he did for so long and is still doing, I mean, it's like walking into the room with, with I mean, some like somebody larger in life. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. So when I came here, just to be around him, to soak up the knowledge, to see how he played the game, and, you know, I was just really in awe that somebody his size could do what, what he was doing. Um, when I first got here in 16, we had to run sprints, and, you know, JB's a big guy. And, I mean, he was, like, first in sprints. And it, it was just insane. Um, coming here with, you know, Jason Kelsey, uh, you know, nothing but great times with him. I mean, he's, he's, he's the engine that always made us go. You know, I don't think people really understand how intelligent he is out there. Um, him consistently getting calls right. He is, he's, a, he's a coach on the field. He's a tremendous leader. Um, really, you know, embraced me. First guy to take me down to the shore, you know, things like that. So, and, you know, Lane, you know, we've been like brothers, you know, since day one, had ups and downs, um, both had struggles. Um, as different as we are, at the end of the day, I realize how similar we are in a lot of ways. Um, so those are some memories. And, you know, obviously in 17, winning the Super Bowl, you know, one thing that I didn't realize was how important the championship was to the city. And you you hear that a lot, but to see people dump, you know, their their grandmothers or grandfathers' ashes out, or a guy came up to me the other day and was like, basically his mom's mom had passed, and for three hours on Sunday it was like nothing else mattered. Like, you know, we gave her that, that much joy watching us. So it's things like that, those memories that I always have. Thank you. Thank you. Jamie and then Les Bowen. Brandon, uh, first of all, thank you for being just a, a true pro to, to cover through the years. And uh, you're just, you're special around the locker room. And I think we'll all miss you covering you. And, uh, and thanks for that. Um, do you realize the impact that you've made off the field? I don't know. I know, you know, you've talked about it and, and, and whether it be with, you know, coming out about anxiety or visiting a school or, 
or talking to one of those grandparents that you just talked about or, or people that lost a parent? Have you thought back and, and realized, you talked about the city and what it means to you and the fans, but have you realized what you mean to them? You know, at the, at the end of the day, I just, you know, with, with my play, like I said, I just wanted to, you know, try to show the city that I love them as much as I felt, you know, they loved me as much as they, you know, supported me, you know, things like that. So, um, and at, you know, at the end of the day, I just, you wanted to, wanted to be able to help. Um, so, you know, I just hope that I was able to give back and help them as, as much as they helped me. Less and then Jeff McClain. Uh, I'm going to miss you. Uh, we can hang out as South Jersey retirees. I know where all the good early bird specials are. But uh, I wanted to ask you, um, you alluded to this very briefly. There was a plan originally for you to get back this season. I think all of us were hoping you would get back and play, you know, some more. Uh, how did, what, gal, uh, what happened exactly? Yeah, you know, I think you realize at a certain age, you know, your your body's not necessarily recovering like it used to. Um, it took a little longer than, you know, what I have I would have liked and, you know, in the end, um, you know, that I didn't have enough time um to get where I needed to be to be able to, you know, at least, you know, get a couple of practices under my belt. So, you know, that was, you know, kinda it in a nutshell. Um, like I said, it was unfortunate really the last two years, you know, how things ended. But for me, it was a lot more about the journey. Um, you know, you can't have joy without sadness, right? And the first four years, like I said, I wouldn't, you know, trade for the world, you know, if I had to, you know, whether these last two. So, you know, like I said, it was unfortunate, you know, wish I could have been out there, but at the end of the day, it, it didn't happen. <clears throat> Was there, does it seem like it's been forever since you had a time when you weren't rehabbing something? Uh, can you remember when you weren't rehabbing something? I mean, really, what, two and a half years, um, you know, just rehabbing and, you know, trying to get back out there. You know, it's funny, when, when a teammate told me, you know, a game that, uh, you know, you get hurt and you get serious injuries and, you know, you, you rush back to get back, and that's 100% true. You know, over the years, I've, I've had, you know, enough injuries, a lot. But each time, you know, it was, it was just a new challenge. You know, uh, the first Achilles was a challenge. The second Achilles was a challenge. You know, the shoulder, the pec. It was always a challenge. I always enjoyed, you know, the rehab process. I always enjoyed, you know, trying to beat the odds. I always, you know, enjoyed trying to get back earlier than, you know, what they said. So, you know, that's something I always, you know, try to hang my hat on, but... You know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it was what it was. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes. by the way, Les, I, I just I just had to say less, man. Never change, man. Never change. I appreciate you. Jeff and then John McMullen. Uh, uh, Brandon, thanks for doing this, and uh, thanks for uh, answering all my annoying questions at your locker stall all those years. Uh, um, <laughs> you, um... You, um Obviously, Elaine was there for you when you were going through your struggles. Uh, you know, what was your uh, role this year with Ping and helping him to get through his 
his struggles, mental health struggles. And um, can you put into words a little bit the uh, the pressures of having to go out there and play a sport that in which people view you as gladiators, but um, how tough it is to be in that correct mental space to play under that kind of pressure? Uh, yeah, so I'll just, you know, the lane part um, first, you know, the first thing, because, well, so the morning of, you know, the, the incident, obviously, with the game, uh, you know, they had let me know that, you know, Lane was going through some things. And uh, the first thing I thought of was, you know, to find out where he is and, you know, drive over there. But, um, you know, at that time, you know, he had, um, you know, left and, you know, went to Oklahoma or whatever. And, you know, the first thing that happened when he got back was, you know, I went over his house, man. And, you know, I I really didn't have to say anything at first. You know, we just sat there, man. You know, sometimes, you know, words aren't, aren't necessarily needed. Um, you know, we sat there and, And really just, you know, kind of reflected on life. Uh, you know, the ups and downs, the struggles, the things you go through. Um, you know, it, it wasn't even a, a football conversation at that point. So, you know, just like he had my back, you know, I was always, you know, through the ups and downs, you know, wanted to have his. And, you know, when he had his struggles, you know, I think that made our, our bond a lot closer. A lot stronger. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, just wanted to make sure, you know, he was all right. Um, you know, make sure that, you know, the person that he is, you know, he continues to be. So, you know, that was really, really that. Um, and then what was the uh, second half of the question? Uh, just about uh, putting into words, uh, I know it's obviously you you put a face on uh, mental health struggles that athletes go to, but just in terms of football, what it takes to put yourself in the right mental state to go out there and play a game with, with the kinds of pressures and, sh and stress that you, I don't think, uh, I don't think the public may understand that. Well, you know, I could, you know, liken it to, you know, your, your hardest situation, you know, say you got a, a, a negotiation or a deal, I guess. It's like your hardest negotiation, your hardest anything that you go through in life. You know, you're you're in a fishbowl, right? So you got, you know, thousands and millions of people, you know, watching and you know, I guess at the end of the day, you know, as highly paid athletes, we're expected to, you know, be modern day gladiators and not have any feelings like, you know, you know, things to that that nature. But at the end of the day, we are, you know, human beings. We go through things just like, you know, other people do. It's just, you know, for us, a lot of our stumbles, a lot of our falls, a lot of our elves, you know, are public. Um, you know, you continuously just have to be in the right mindset to, to go out there and, and play. And, you know, I say try to block out the noise, but, you know, you are human beings. You're always going to, you know, hear. And we are in the age of social media, so, you know, you're, you're always going to see. And when I try to kind of just speak on my situation, you know, 
always try to let people know that, yeah, there's going to be some people that accept you. There's some of the people that, you know, don't understand and, you know, will reject you. Like, that's a, that's a part of life. Um, you know, we're, like I said, we're highly paid athletes. And, you know, it's always like, well, you're making millions of dollars. So, but as a human being, I don't think you can put a price on, you know, sanity, happiness. I don't think those things have prices. Um, I don't think, you know, money can can take that place. So, you know, there's always things you're gonna you're gonna go through, and like I said, people are gonna love you or you know reject you for it, or I guess accept you or reject you for it. So, you know, it's it it is a lot. Um, and I'd say using me and Lane for example, you know, you you put so much pressure on yourself to be great, consistently great. I mean, you gotta think about it, right? We play sixty to eighty offensive plays a game. And, you know, one of my biggest issues was I could have 79 great plays, but that one play or something bad happened, you know, it would just, like, you know, destroy. That's all I would think of. And I think at the end of the day for guys like us, it's a double-edged sword, right? You know, it pushes you to, to be great, but, you know, sooner or later, you know, I guess it'll bubble to the surface. Um, but, you know, at a, at a certain point, I just realized that uh, you're going to have people that love you or hate you regardless. you got to be able to go out there and, you know, do what you do. And I think, I, you know, over the past two years and at 32, that's probably one of the biggest lessons, you know, that I, that I learned to be comfortable in your own skin, to be comfortable who you are. Um, it's okay to like what you like. It's okay to, you know, go against the wave. It's okay to be, you know, judged because you're different or because, you know, you, you choose a different path or, you know, X, Y, and Z. I guess at the end of the day, I'm just saying, you know, it's it's okay to be comfortable in your skin. It's okay to be you. So. We'll go John McMullen and then John Clark. Uh, hi, Brandon. Uh, thanks for doing this. Congratulations on a great career. I'm, I'm curious just sort of what you said at the end, the social media stuff, and I've always been struck by – the reverence a lot of you guys talked about JP with. And I was curious, you know, towards the end of your career, some of the young guys, Herbie, Driscoll, you mentioned, they would talk about you like that and Lane and, and, and Jason Kelsey. Uh, did you recognize that your peers were talking about you like that? Did that, uh, how much did that mean to you that they would say, you know, B Brooks, best guard in the NFL? Well, you know, first I like to say, you know, I don't know if there'll ever be another JP. So to even be, you know, spoken about in that in that way is a, a huge honor and a lot of respect for those guys. Um, I, I wouldn't have been the player that I was, you know, without those guys in Stoutland. You know, some of the things we were able to do, you know, was special out there. Um, and to the young guys, you know, especially these last two years, you know, I just tried to pass some of the knowledge down like the older guys did me. You know, like I said earlier, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, Dwayne Brown, uh, Chris Myers, Wade Smith, you know, Jason Peter, Jason Kelsey, you know, guys like that who I've been playing and who are already at a high level. Um, you know, if there's one thing I want to pass down to the younger guys and 
you know, some things I always hung my hat on is persistence and consistency. I always felt like if I could stay on that path, you know, no matter what I was doing, you know, I could get, you know, to their level. And, you know, just to the young guys, you know, the Herbies, the Driscolls, the Jordans, you know, the Matt Pryors, you know, when it comes to this game, when it comes to offensive line, you know, just like Stout says, hungry dogs run faster. Never get tired of, of doing the basics. Never get tired of, of, of doing the small things over and over because it allows the bigger things to become attainable. So, you know, like I said, that's always something I try to hang my hat on and, you know, just let it take me as far as, as far as it would take me. So, you know, those are some things I just wanted to pass down to the young guys and, some things I hung my hat on, and like I said, it's an honor to even be mentioned uh, along the lines of JP because JP was 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 a one-on-one guy. John Clark and then Bo Wolf. Hey, Brandon, I wish you the very best in retirement. We're going to miss you in the locker room, uh, Ultimate Pro. We appreciate you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, I want to go back to when you decided to go public with what you were battling. I'm trying to go back, but I think Kevin Love maybe in 2017 was very open. Were there a couple people maybe that you pointed to that you said, you know what, they did this and I can come out publicly. And then how important for you is it to be part of what is happening now where mental health, it's acceptable to now come out and discuss these things with the public and help people? Yeah, back in... Excuse me, back in 16, um, you know, how do I even describe it? It was a crazy time. But, yeah, back in 16, you know, after the second time it happened, um, then we realized what it was and, you know, got diagnosed with, you know, stuff like that. You know, you go one of two ways, right? Do you not say anything, do you, you know, just say it um, and call it a day, you know, how do you, how do you do that? And, you know, you had some people that were like, yeah, man, you know, tell your truth. You had some people that were like, nah, you probably shouldn't do that. Just, you know, leave it alone. And, you know, at that time, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of athletes, you know, speaking on it. It wasn't a whole lot of athletes, you know, speaking, speaking of that. And for me, I've always wanted to be, you know, truthful and, and upfront about, you know, what I was going through. Um, so, you know, that was kind of kind of how I started and, and, you know, really what happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I didn't really know what I was going to say, to be honest. I didn't know how I was going to voice it. didn't know how it was going to be taken. I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to get my truth out there because I do understand that, you know, people go through it and, you know, some people are ashamed to speak on it. Some people are, you know, ashamed to get help. Um, and I just wanted to, I don't know, voice my story, hoping that people who do, who are in this situation, um, you know, just reach out and say that, you know, they shouldn't be embarrassed, shouldn't be ashamed. It's okay to get help. You know, it's okay to talk to people about it. Um, and, you know, in 17, 18, you know, going forward with, you know, other athletes, I mean, it's, it's, 
you know, I love to see it. Um, you know, people go through things, you know, at this level, you know, you push yourself to be the best and um, there's so much you sacrifice and give, you know, to your sport, you know, it, that, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you go through things or you're fighting inner demons from, you know, childhood or, um, you know, past experiences that come out in it. And, you know, it was, for me, it was just, you know, just saying it's okay, you know, and I'm happy that, you know, a ton of athletes and people are coming out to, you know, let everybody else know it's okay too, that, you know, they go through it just like I go through it, just like, you know, other people go through it. So I, I you know, love the, the direction, you know, that it's going and I'm glad it's, uh, you know, an open thing, a public thing, and, you know, people feel that they have the platform and the voice, you know, to, to speak on it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have time for a few more here, so we'll go Bo Wolf, Chris Franklin, and then Ed Kretz. Hey, Brandon, congratulations again, and uh, and thank you. Um, a couple a couple quick ones for you. Uh, what was Double. your first impression? Uh, what was your first impression of Stout? Uh, you know, how quickly did you think that he was going to be the guy who, who could help you get to the best? And then just on retirement, what are you what are you most looking forward to, and what do you think you're going to miss the most at that point? Uh. My first impression about Stout, man. Everywhere Stout has been, they won and they've had great offensive lines. And I don't think that's any coincidence. Um, you know, me and Stout, it's just a family like relationship. And the first memory is, or the first thing that I got like from him, because I'll tell you what, Stout always going to shoot you straight. He, you know, there is no, you know, uh, sugar coating. Like, one thing I really love about Stout, he's going to tell you exactly what it is, exactly how it is. And when I came from Houston, you know, he was like, yeah, like, I watched your tape. Yeah, you probably need to get your hands inside and do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, like, yeah, like, this is the coach I needed. But then it's one thing to, to talk it, but then you look in the room. Well, you got Jason Kelsey, you got Lane Johnson, you got Jason Peters. I think he knows what he's doing. And then from there, you know, uh, you know, just getting adjusted to his style and you know who he is and how he coaches. Uh, you know, we have some days where you know we butt heads, but you know what what family doesn't, right? But after you know that first year. I mean, it was just complete faith and trust in him, you know. I mean, that was just my, my first impression, just the type of person and coach he was, what he had accomplished, what he's trying to do. And, you know, every day, you know, he comes in here, it's like he won the Super Bowl. Like, I, I, his excitement, his passion is just unmatched. He loves what he does every day. It's infectious to us. Uh, you know, we love seeing him every day. We love having him coach us every day. You know, no matter at what level you're at, rookie, um, you know, good player, great player, like, he's going to be a stickler for all these guys. Everything, uh, little steps, hand placement, you know, the whole nine. He's going to constantly be on you until you, you know, you are your best. And then when you are your best, he's going to, you know, push you to, to even raise your standard. You know, and that's what he what he did for me. So, you know, that was my first impression. Um, and then, uh, what was the what was the second half? What are, you, what are you most looking forward to, and what are you going to miss the most? Uh, 
I can tell you what I'm going to miss the most. Uh, you know, going out there playing in the link on Sundays. That'll be number one. Number two, the locker room. It's a yeah. unique set of guys, personalities. Um, it doesn't matter where you're from, what your circumstances are, uh, what your race is. You know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, can you play football or not? And, you know, I've had some of the greatest times in my life with some of the, the, the best people that you can encounter, um, you know, over these past 10 years. And, you know, I've, I've made a lot of friends for life. But, uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm going to miss. That's what I'm going to miss. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Final two here from Chris Franklin and then Ed Kratz. Hey, Brandon. Congrats on retirement, man. Uh, you mentioned that you're going to go back to school for business. I mean, what drew you to that aspect of it? And then what's the long-term goals with that? Are, do you have a, a big project or a big business in mind when it comes to there? Uh, so it started, man, it started back in 2012. Um, you know, you come into a lot of money, you know, early and, you know, you've sacrificed a lot to get there. And I just realized for me, I didn't, you know, know, know enough about business and finances, you know, at that time. So I kind of, you know, went on a, on a journey to, you know, learn more about it. And that's when I started doing like internships and stuff and, you know, in the off season and, you know, I realized, you know, I have a passion for this, um, and so that's why, you know, like I said earlier, you know, I'm going to apply to, apply to Penn uh, Business School and, you know, see what happens. So, you know, that's kind of how I started and, and, and why, um, you know, I'm pursuing it. And then really after, you know, after grad school, you know, just want to see, you know, what opportunities and options are out there. Um, and then I uh, one thing I forgot is I think everybody on here has seen that 30 for 30 broke, right? So what is it, like 88% go broke? And, you know, I couldn't, you know, I didn't want to have that happen to me. So I just thought it was important to learn about money, learn about investing, learn about, you know, how to read your portfolio and things like that. So, um, yeah, but, yeah, big projects. Just, you know, once I get down grass, grad school, see, you know, where life takes me and, um, you know, what I'm able to do, you know, open the, open all options. Final one here from Ed Kretz. Hey, hi, Brandon. Um, wish this was in person so we could shake your hand and wish you luck. Um, hopefully we'll see you around, uh, maybe the Novacare during training camp or something. Um, I just wanted to ask you, you, you said you had been thinking of retirement since the off season, but is there, was there any moment of clarity when you woke up and said, yeah, this is, this is when I'm going to do it. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. And did you lean on any of your teammates current to kind of talk you through the process or consult them as to, you know, what you would do with this decision? Uh, I want to say it was a, a moment of clarity. It's just, you know, at what point do you listen to your body? You know, I, I've, it's one thing to have an injury or two, even, you know, one or two big injuries, but I'm having injury after injury. You know, at, at what point do I listen? You know, when, when I blow out my knee or, you know, when something crazy happens. Um, you know, that was one. But, yeah, you know, I talked to, you know, older players, um, you know, Arian Fosters, uh, talked to Wayne Brown, you know, J.P., Kelsey, you know, guys like that, Selleck, 
Um, I mean, you know, talk to all those guys about it. You know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a decision you have to make for yourself because it is your career. So, you know, like I said, I wouldn't say it was just a moment of clarity, but, you know, as time went on, you know, just it became clear it was just the right choice. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate the time today. Appreciate it. Thank you. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.